This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, final, out of first energy, 41-24 for the good guys. Cleveland Browns victory over the Miami Dolphins. Um, a lot of good. We'll get into it. A lot, you know, so, you know, you got to find a way to stay consistent for 60 minutes. Uh, welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Joe Schobert, two straight games, two interceptions. Uh, from Browns Maven, SI.com, Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd here, obviously your host of Locked on Browns, local experts on the biggest stories, all things Brown-wise, for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pounders. We're going to roll you on through a happy Sunday, a celebratory postgame, and just enjoying a big win. Pete, I, I guess we'll start offensively, and this is kind of what we got to in the pregame is, look, you know, yeah, this team was in a bad way right now with no Miles, with obviously with no Miles for a while, with no Larry for this week. Um, still Olivier Vernon is not around. You just lost a safety in Morgan Burnett. Um, offensively, you're starting to, you know, figure it all out as to how to make this all work. Obviously, Kareem Hunt has brought a little bit of a, uh, you know, vitamin B shot, so to speak, to this offense. Uh, offensively, humming though. Um, and just one thing, guys, just because Bake, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. makes a lot of one-handed grabs, we got to understand sometimes it's just a bad ball, guys. And you can't expect him to make every single one of them. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, so uh, Baker Mayfield in the first half was pretty much perfect. Um, second half, uh, not nearly as good. Um, he was, it felt like in the second half he was forcing some passes and trying to basically go for some numbers as opposed to just executing his job. I think he got a little bit caught up in things. Um, but, you know, the first half was, you, again, it's against the Dolphins, but some of the passes he's, he was making were perfect. Accuracy, uh, ball placement, timing, all of those things were just fantastic. And the Browns' offense was, was cooking. And they never felt like they forced anything in that first half. So, like, you know, all these people keep talking about, you know, Odell Beckham, they got to get him the ball X number of times and all that stuff. And they didn't. I mean, they got him, they got him the ball, but it was largely a product of uh, – they got largely a product of just what the offense was doing. Uh, they, they, they called plays for them that were there, but they didn't like do some of the stuff they've done in the past where it was just, we're going to call this and try to force the ball to Beckham. So it was way more co cohesive. And in the end, you know, for this one, it ended up being, you know, Landry having a much bigger day and then Chubb making a bunch of big contributions in the passing game, as opposed to, well, we've got to do. We've got to get the player X before we can get to anyone else. Uh, well, Nick Chubb. I mean, you're talking a 164 yard day. Uh, you know, the first the screen right out the bat was just absolutely gorgeous. Um, the one where Baker saw it and saw there was no way the linebacker was going to run with Nick Chubb. Uh, but you're seeing, you know, Nick Grubb grow, Nick Chubb grow even a little bit more as a receiver. And look, some of that may have to do with sitting down and chopping it up with Kareem Hunt on a daily basis, who's really good in that aspect as well. Uh, nice to see Kareem finally, you know, he's been kind of giving himself up a little bit as a sacrificial lamb. Nice to see him get a touchdown. But the thing with the Odell thing, Pete, is even if it's not really forced or, you, you know, you're making a point of it, um, you know, you get to him when he's open or the defense dictates to it. And, you know, it's the old college try. You get him involved, but you get six for 84 and a score. And this is, you know, only on eight targets where, you know, in, in Odell's Giants days, it was, you know, in the teens, sometimes closer to 20, 
taken what you know they give you, and obviously you can do that a little bit more because you, you have more in the receiving game now from the running back room. Um, you definitely saw Jarvis Landry. Granted, there probably was maybe five or six people on that sideline who's had anything to do Dolphin-wise when Jarvis Landry was there. But he certainly reminded everybody every single time he made a play. Yeah, everybody kept calling this uh, Jarvis Landry revenge game. And uh, everybody who knows anything about Jarvis Landry knows that was the Jets game. Gase is the one he hated. Yep. Um, that's the only one to stick it to. But he had uh, he had a great game. And there were times where he and Baker were just playing on a, a stupidly high level. And that was as impressive as some of those throws were in the second half. Some They just felt unnecessary. You were working really hard for uh, some less than stellar games. But like uh, that uh, – Quick fade that was caught over the back of the yeah really late yeah of the DB was an impressive throw and catch you know for a first down and then obviously that that corner route where where uh, back shouldered it uh, was a great play that was a little bit more um, standard but that was still a play that they made look very easy um, but yeah he was effective I mean because in the first half you know he he had the two touchdowns but he had like 45 yards. It was. It just happened to work out that uh, you know he he just happened to be the recipient. Whereas in the second half, it felt like he was he took over a little bit more. Uh, even though a lot of those drives ended poorly, uh, not his fault, but due to like things like uh, penalties and yep. some miscues and some other stuff. But they kept having self for field goal attempts instead of the touchdowns they were getting in the first half. Uh, and again, you know, just down in that dog pen, then it's just an absolute nightmare. Um, Cybert's going to have to figure it out. Um, you're not going to complain on him any other way. Um, I'll sneak right here and just shift into this. Uh, Pete, uh, on the when the Dolphins tried the fake punt, and look, you know, if you're the Dolphins, look, you're doing anything you can to try to steal yourself a W. Um, but again, you know, and we maybe we don't mention it as much as we should. Um, Prefer whoever the guy is off the field, he's done a fantastic job with a rookie punny, rookie punter, rookie kicker. The defense was, I mean, special teams D was set for that fake punt. Great job there on their part. Maybe it was a little long to even try it on that part. But special teams, you know, it's for what it's been for the years I've been here covering this team, which was deplorable and at times pathetic. Um, the unit this year, it's it's really good. And you got a couple of key foundational players in Hodge. Obviously, Tavier Thomas, you know, is another guy who you know looks good in that role. Uh, it's, it, it's nice when you can actually get something out of them and you can kind of count on them to do their job and, you know, just stick to, you know, the script, so to speak? Well, it helps uh, when you've got, a, you know, a third-round pick who's basically doing almost nothing but special teams in San Taki Taki who had to tackle uh, on the on the fake punt attempt and, and did a couple of other things on defense, but he doesn't really play that much uh, outside of special teams, and he's done done a nice job there. He's been a little bit of a spark plug, but they got, like, J.T. Hassel, who, who did a nice job back, uh, in this one, and it, but they do have some some good players, and they were pretty uh, good in terms of like fundamentals and stuff. Their kick returns still, yeah. uh, but uh, Dr. Hilliard, even though it, it's another spot where it seems like they're working really hard for nothing, um, had a couple of punt returns where he's making some guys miss. Yeah, and you, you got to just you know count on these. I mean, these young kids growing. This is the opportunity they're getting. Um, I did actually put out a tweet before kickoff. I was feeling uh, an Odell Beckham Jr. touchdown. And Porter Gustin, uh, way to jump into the fray here. Uh, Pete's going to tell you about all the fine folks over 
all the fine things from the uh, kind words over from the folks over at Blue Chew. We'll switch it up here. We'll start talking about the little defense, some different names to get to this week. Take it away, Pete. Well, uh, obviously celebrating three in a row, uh, the, the folks at uh, Blue Chew will help you out. Uh, that's blue, like the color blue. Uh, blue Chew has the first active, the active, same active ingredients as uh, Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Uh, it's the first chewable. Uh, they will uh, take care of you in terms of uh, making it easy for discreet sh- uh, shipping, getting a prescription, all that good stuff. And they will uh, help you out if you put in the promo code Locked On uh, to help you out get on that on that uh, first order. Uh, so feel free to check them out so you can make the spouse happy so the spouse can make you happy. Uh, and we always appreciate all of our sponsors, folks over at Blue Chew, uh, you know, uh, and from all of us here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you. The defense, Pete. And, you know, I mean, it was – look, I mean, there's only so much you can do when you're hamstrung, when you're running out uh, a defensive starting defensive line that's got three reserves on it. Sheldon Richardson was active early. You saw that they really had no shot at running the ball. It was even kind of comical, uh, the one with Bellage where he actually was sitting there like he looked like a quarterback. You knew he was just looking for some daylight. Um, but if anybody can relate to what Miami's going through, it's definitely got to be Cleveland Browns fans. And look, that stuff last night, whacking a Mason Rudolph and again today at the game, guys, if you want this situation to die and go away, stop doing those things. Just stop. The, the Browns do not want this topic talked about anymore. They want to move past it. Uh, that's not going to be any way of doing it. But Pete Sheldon, uh, you know, Chad Thomas with a tackle for loss, a little Brian Cox Jr., a little Porter Gustin. Uh, you know, that obviously Joe just continuing to be show. Mac, look, that's a tough spot. That penalty he took there. You just try to make a great play, and it's hard to judge as the guy's moving around exactly where it is. I don't think there was any intent to it. I don't want to hear any more about the, you know, the dirty play, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, just active, but uh, you know, for the most part, Pete, a lot of hats to the ball. Uh, you know, granted, they were you know missing a lot of talent, but they certainly gave in the effort. Uh, they did a really nice job in the first half. I thought Steve Wilkes came out with a with a good game plan to sort of turn them into a one dimensional team, and then ultimately the Dolphins sort of turned into the skid and just agreed with it. Um, you, I mean, if Sheldon Richardson wasn't doing it, it wasn't getting done. Uh, the defensive line was awful. Uh, Chad Thomas had had a nice tackle for loss, but you know that seems to be his thing where he makes one play and then disappears into the void. Uh, Deverell Lawrence, you know, high hopes coming out of preseason hasn't really lived up to it. Uh, Eli Anku and, and and guys like that. I mean, uh, Chris Smith, I don't think did anything. Porter Gustin had the nice pass rush. I think Brian Cox actually beat him to the sack. And Brian Cox looks better than Chad Thomas to this point. Uh, he had a couple of nice plays. Easily. Moves better. Yeah. So, I mean, th- this was the thing. I mean, they, it, beyond Miles Garrett, and, and obviously he's he's an absolute game changer, I cannot imagine how much he would have had against this Dolphins team. Um, but, you know, when you don't have Olivier Vernon and, and, and Larry Ogunjobi as well, I mean, you were playing with a bunch of guys who are barely NFL players um, and played like it, especially when they have to play that much. And it was pretty bad. Uh, and it got worse in the second half when the pass rush just died. I mean, T.J. Carey was probably their second best pass rusher in this game. He's a corner. Um, it, it just it was problematic. Greedy Williams, 
I'm hoping he gets through it because right now every team in the league is going to go at him relentlessly because it works. He's either going to grab, he's going to get beat, he's going to give up cheapy, cheapy receptions, what have you. Uh, he's not playing with his technique very well. He's he's been a pretty good tackler. I mean, he's got a tackle for loss in this game, uh, and he's doing that well. But uh, no one is afraid of him. I'm frankly surprised the Dolphins didn't try to go after him more. Uh, I thought Devontae Parker was just going to live over on the left side, but they, they could have done some stuff with like Jaseki, putting him over there. But it's it's right now it is a full on struggle for Greedy Williams. Even when Greedy makes a play right now, he's got that like half guilty look on his face, you know, where he kind of like looks around and says, Oh, please no hanky, please no hanky. Um, he's laid on everything. Um, you know, he's not even essentially seeing the ball come in his direction, which, uh, you know, the technique and he, he, it seems like he's, you know, a, a tick slow and he's kind of reacting as receivers trying to make the play. If he hasn't already just, you know, bumped in or essentially face guarded to begin with. Um, it, it's, it is, it, it's kind of weird Pete because, First two weeks, he was really good. Then that month off, and we really haven't seen anything of that first two weeks since the you know he and Denzel returned. Uh, Denzel, for the most part, seems you know back to where he was. You know, obviously in his rookie year. Um, Parker, though, I mean, if you look at Parker, and it's going to be an odd situation for them because he's done here now with his you know his first contract. Gazeki's a player. What do you do? I mean, those are two, I guess, two pieces you have going further. If you're Miami, it's at least something, right? Well, Devontae Parker is interesting because they've, they've basically gone to this year-to-year thing with him, and it seems to have finally clicked in. So, you know, is is he going to sort of take advantage of the opportunity and go out and get a uh, go out and get a, a better contract, maybe from somewhere else, or is he going to stay with the Dolphins? I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, we'll see. I, Devante, I think, he, I think he's, he looks like the player people thought he was going to look like now. It's taken a while, but, uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see. I mean, they don't, at some point they have to pay somebody cause they, they don't have very much. So he seems like he may get some money in this to stay there. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, and they had Preston Williams who was playing well. You've got these, you know, third, fourth, fifth type of guys and Albert Wilson and maybe Jakeem Grant type of thing. Um, but you look at it on the service. You know, I'm going to surface going by the numbers. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, 18 incompletions today, 21 completions. You held them to, uh, I think it was like 215, 216. Solid number. Uh, they ran the ball Miami better than I thought they would. But granted, a lot of that was fits and you're just covering. And, you know, not everybody expects a 37-year-old man to run around that much, which Ryan can kind of do. Um but all in all, you look at it, it's a, you know, a little over 300 yards, but, you know, you can't really get on the defense for that, Pete, because, you know, I mean, it was 28, not 23 and a half. Um, you know, there was a point where it was an 11 point ball game. You know, the Browns were able to step up and get that offense plugged the hell back in. But for what you were missing on D, um, I'd say, yeah, I mean, it, the, the, you got the job done. Uh, you're going to get Larry back next week. Um, Mason Rudolph. <laughs> bench today in Cincinnati um who I, I doubt we'll even see Mason Rudolph Sunday I, I doubt he's going to be a part of it um you know Hodges came in got them to the W could have used that one oh and also thanks to the New York Jets for running the Raiders out the building today that's that helps Cleveland helps Cleveland a lot five and six here uh but now and here's the thing Pete, you're going to bring back 
you know, Larry comes back to the active roster. Obviously, Olivier is on it. Um, you're going to have to make one move. I mean, uh, as far as that defensive line, one of these guys is going to get put back out. It's going to be interesting who that one guy is. I assume at this point it's going to be Brandon Bryant. I don't think he ever saw the field. Um, I don't know if there's much threat to grab him um, with uh, – uh, from a from a waiver standpoint, I think they'll be able to get him back on the practice. But they may go ahead and put Justin try to put Justin back on there as well, um, if they want somebody else. But yeah, I, I, I'm assuming unless they've just decided they're done with Eli Anku, because he should be past the the minimum he had to stay here uh, after being grabbed from the Jags practice. But they seem to like him okay enough. Uh, so my guess is it'll be Bryant. Yeah, and look, and if you're bringing a D tackle in, obviously move one out, and there's still that Eric Murray situation, you know, whether or not he's part of this going further. And actually, and then you're gonna have to figure something out. And I do want to go to this side. Um, with Farrell Brown not dressing today, Pete, um, David Njoku lying in the weeds, probably to come back next week. Uh, you gotta think maybe they're okay with Carlson. I mean, who actually I mean, if you want to say started today, yes, he started. He was on the on the field for the first play of the game. Not looking good for Farrell Brown right now. No, they seem to like uh, Carlson, uh, and he seems to be rewarding them. Obviously, you make that big catch uh, against the Steelers. It's very easy to talk yourself and seeing more of him, and he did his job uh, in this game. He made a couple key blocks. He, he caught the pass that was thrown at him. Uh, you know, again, I, I think Farrell Brown's size has always been very strange for trying to be a lead blocker. He's just so long and tall, it's difficult to get behind his pads. Whereas uh, Carlson's not exactly short by any stretch, but he's a little bit more fluid and, and flexible, being he was a former receiver bulking up, uh, that it makes it a little bit easier for him to do some things. And then uh, they they were able to make some big blocks with him. Uh, they seem to like, you know, Princeton guys, or at least require to have one on the team at all times. And when they do, they seem to seem to splash a little bit. So we'll see if that can keep going. It seems like they'd like Carlson to sort of be that guy. Um, maybe the rest of the season, maybe into next year, depending on how this goes. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, kudos to him for, you know, for a guy who was, you know, stuck on the practice squad, essentially the fifth tight end got brought up because they like to play a lot of tight ends, uh, you know, show, showed his wear today. A um, little bit more to get to here on your post-game Locked On Browns with Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. For $20 off, uh, $20 off the suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, no space, all lowercase, during checkout. Listening on the go? If you can't visit Away right now, you can find this and all other offers from the Locked On Podcast Network and our sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Appreciate the fine folks over at Away. Pete, I kind of was hoping for it. You know, wasn't thinking it was going to happen. Um, Cincinnati was in. It would have been nice to have. But, uh, you know, come next Sunday, it's, you know, go over there. Go play these guys. And this is one we, we've talked about for got to be seven, eight months now. This is, you know, the monkey on the back, Pete. This is kind of like the, you know, if you want to tell them you are a better team, you need to go in there and you need to get a damn W next week. Well, and that's, you know, that's kind of what makes the second half a little frustrating. 
and some of it was understandable. You just didn't have the guys on defense. You, I mean, there's only so much you can do to make make that happen. At some point, Fitzpatrick should be able to sit back there and pick you apart a little bit. But the the offensive part of it was a little bit more frustrating. You would have liked them to come out, you know, score that score a touchdown immediately and sort of kill kill uh, kill the Dolphins uh, from even thinking of playing in the game. And they you know, they, it never got close enough to really matter, but the Dolphins did score 17 points in a row, uh, and that's not what you want to have happen. That, you know, turnover, missed field goal, those type of things, where you're not putting together four good quarters uh, together in one game. And until you're able to do that and do that on, on somewhat of a consistent basis, that's always going to be your goal. Um, so, if they can do that against the Steelers, they'll, they'll go in and, and, and get another win. If they don't, then they're going to put themselves at, at risk. Obviously, the Steelers are missing a lot of guys with injuries. Um, the, the quarterback situation is now up in the air. I don't know if they're going to just be done with Rudolph at this point, which makes the whole effigy thing just absurd. You, you, you mean, these people are hanging a guy in effigy who doesn't matter. Like, he's, he's going to be out of the league in a couple of years. I don't even know what's going to be a couple of years. He's just not good. Well, that that may be the case, but in any case, he, he doesn't matter. This will be the this will be his career that moment, um, unless he gets substantially better, which I don't see happening. So I, I don't see any reason to hang on to this. In addition to the historic connotations of how awful that is, uh, but uh, there's always a certain element of fan, fandom that's always willing to go to the lowest common denominator, and. Uh, you know, it should be called as such, and it's 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 disgraceful. Uh, but you know, if if the Browns see him again, great. It'll be the, just that much more added motivation. If not, and they've got to play against Devlin Hodges, great. Beat Devlin Hodges. But the, and and in some case, some ways, it might be almost better if Hodges is playing because it just eliminates that whole factor. Because I think. Uh, the, the officials are going to be going into this game as they should and basically saying, look, man, we you guys do anything that's going to look like something. We're going to throw a flag to make sure we stay in control of this thing. Uh, and maybe that sort of eliminates the likelihood that, that, that not even that something is to jump into that level of uh, brawl or anything, but just avoid some of the chippiness and try to keep this thing under control. And, and that may be the best thing for it. Uh, that you can just focus on on playing good football, not focus on you know what you're hoping to do to the opposing quarterback and all that stuff. Uh, but if Vernon's back as he plans to be, uh, if uh, Ogunjobi's back, if you're going to get Njoku back, I mean you're getting re- you're getting better theoretically. Uh, while the Steelers are still trying to make it through, but the, in a lot of ways, um, the hole they dug themselves this is getting to the tipping point where it's either going to happen or, or or you know they they they're risking being out just like the Browns. They are both in a in, in they're not quite at the point where it's win or go home, but it's real close for both of these teams. Uh, the Steelers at six and five, the Browns at five and six. They don't have room for error on this stuff, and they need to to get wins because some of the the Steelers in particular are going to run into more difficult games. They had a lot of easy games in the early part of the schedule. They get a lot more difficult games at the end of the schedule. Uh, they play the, the, the Dolphins. They play a Jets team that's at least showing a heartbeat. Uh, they play the Ravens the final game of the year. And they play a Bills team, which I think will be a bigger problem for them than it was for the Browns. 
Uh, I don't disagree with you there. And, you know, look, for Cleveland, and if you heard during the telecast today, they were preaching, you know, where Joe Schobert, you know, they had sat down with him before the game. And Joe said, look, we understand the magnitude. This is, you know, an L in any shape or form anywhere soon here probably wraps it up for the year. You saw that effort from these guys today. Uh, so, you know, you just got to continue that. But this is the one. And, you know, look, if this team can somehow make the playoffs this year, that's fantastic. But this game coming up Sunday in Pittsburgh, this is this does more for what you think your brand is, for who you think you are. You know, we can go in there and we can win in that place. Yes, we can do that. I mean, you've won in Baltimore this year. You go in there, you win in there. It, it, it's it's a kick in the ass in, in the right way that, you know, we know we're capable of this. Um, look, Baltimore, I, I don't know how you're going to stop that freight train right now. Uh, you know, maybe you ain't going to catch it this year. Um, you lose next week. It's five and seven. You're asking to go perfect to get, end up at nine and seven, which still may not be enough uh, with the way this is breaking down. Um, yeah, and, you know, again, we'll start to filter in, you know, other teams and their games and you know, playoff scenarios, who we're looking for this week, who we need to win, yada, yada. We'll find a way to sneak that in as we start, you know, where we are with this. Uh, but, you know, you just, you got to feel good. Look, it's three in a row. Um, that Denver one aches you. And as I said, what I was hoping for was that November rain where you could run this month in November and feel a lot better about yourself. But, look, you ended up three and one. It's the best month of football you've played to this point, even with the entire nonsense of what went on, you know, last you know Thursday night, that home and the win over the Steelers. Um, and I, I'm totally with you. Um, look, these refs are going to be packing two penalty flags. Because there is not going to be, there's not going to be a chance for one incident to lead to a second incident. It, it, they're going to be tight. They're going to totally be on it. Um, but you know, now Pete, you know, you look at it on the day. You know, Jarvis, Baker, Odell, Chubb, Nick, Hunt, I mean, Kareem Hunt, solid days all around. Everybody involved, and this is what you've got going forward here. You've got four solid playmakers. You've got a, uh, a second year running back with two thousand yard seasons. Well, I'll give him credit for that one. You got Kareem Hunt, who's had monster numbers in this league to this point. We all know what Odell's capable of. We all know what Jarvis is capable of. You know, so that offense humming with these four skill guys and this quarterback. Defensive side of the ball, Sheldon Richardson needed to be a man child today. Was. Uh Joe Schobert stepped up yet again, showing you why. Just pay the goddamn man. Pay to see the freaking show. I've had enough with it. You know, Porter Gustin, solid effort. And, uh, you know, and somebody actually just uh, sent me over, uh, you know, a tweet. Yeah, it's going to be a fun show with John Costco this week. You know, we get to talk about some different names. But, Pete, you just got to take this, bottle it, channel it, and keep it going because you know, regardless of what happened, and you don't have Miles with you on this ride, you know there's still enough talent here to get shit done. Yeah. Uh, so one of the hosts of the show – on on uh, the pregame show said the Dolphins were a disciplined football team. They were up until today. You know, here's the thing. How many of those flags were thrown on them that were declined because who because it didn't matter? Like I, I can't help but wonder if that's part of it, that they're so bad that the flags are often how many yeah games. that would be a way to look at it. How many penalties against the Miami Dolphins have been declined because ah we're up twenty. Who cares? Yeah, so that was definitely not a disciplined football team and all this greatness of Brian Flores and all these things, and whatever. They didn't look look like it at all. They are a bad, bad football team. Uh, and, and we would you know. know. 
by design, uh, the Browns took advantage of the fact that they had about seven DBs out in this game, uh, and they did what they were supposed to. Now the Steelers are uh, limping in, or at, you know, the Browns are traveling to Pittsburgh, who are limping in a little bit, and you go and win, you're 3-0 in the division, and that's that matters. Uh, whatever happens in this season, that that's that's an important switch with this team. They'll, they'll still have to play the Bengals twice. They'll still have to play the Ravens again. You know, you'd like to think you can go in and win two against the Bengals, and then you get the Ravens at home, and who knows? But uh, you know, if you can go four and two, five and one in the division, that's obviously a big step forward in a season that's filled with some obvious questions if not disappointments. Obviously, three games in a row is very good for Freddie, um, who's obviously fighting for his own job. I think this week was big for him. I know it was the Dolphins, but there was a lot going on, uh, and they came out and looked very good in that first half. Uh, if you're trying to calm those things down, if they came out and, you know, they, they didn't, they struggled on offense and they gave up a lead or something to the Dolphins, people have been freeing up in arms about it. Uh, so, there's been less focus on that because they've been winning. Uh, and that just yet becomes another opportunity. If he wins both against the Steelers, it's going to be very difficult for people to say, well, we got to fire this guy. Whatever you think of him, there are things he has to get better at, but I think he's done better um, the last few weeks, and hopefully that continues. Uh, yeah, and look, and, and what is it about for Freddie? It's about how this offense looks and you know, the fact that you have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, that's supposed to be a recipe for what looks good. And it did. And even when it got to 11 at 28, 17, they were able to return on the jets and get it going here. And that's, you know, the offense is going to be key for Freddie, obviously the team record and how they're playing is going to be key, but you know, it's not going to be where the defense is at. That's going to, you know, save or cost Freddie's job and Wilkes, uh, you know, for the, you know, and I do want to give some credit to Steve Wilkes here too. Um, you know, it's it's difficult. And now here was another game. And look, yes, I know it's the stinking Dolphins. But, you know, you get into these games, you know, you, you play a Los Angeles Rams team without your entire starting secondary. You go in today and you got to play a game without three out of four your defensive line. You just lost another safety for the year. Um, this is after one safety got, you know, boot. You know, you had to get rid of one safety off your team because it's just jackass. Yeah, you know, another safety who's kind of like a chess beach. You can use them in a myriad of ways is still dinged up. Wilkes just seems to find a way, Pete, week in, week out, to say, all right, what do I got? All right, okay, this is who I have. All right, we're going to get to the film. We're going to dig into it, see what this team does, see what it does well, and I'm going to do the best I can to combat that. And he's continued to put out a solid effort week in, week out. I mean, I've said this entire time. Yeah, this team is five and six, but you can't really put it on the defense because this was an offense, Pete, that was promised – you know, not necessarily point-wise, but what we got today, what we got against Baltimore. This offense was supposed to be a 400-plus-yard offense per week. It was supposed to score in the high 20s per week. The weeks they weren't able to do that, yeah, I mean, if Wilkes' D gave up 21-22, yeah, that's whatever. They were supposed to score more than they were, and that was been the issue here, but Wilkes has done a really good job. I think other than the 49ers game where he just got straight beat, um, he's been very, very good every other week this season in terms of scheme, in terms of what they've drawn up uh, to defend opponents. It doesn't mean every play call is great. There are certainly things to criticize. I have, uh, but I think on the whole, in terms of what he's drawing up and what they're doing in terms of game planning, he's been fantastic. And I think he has been 
been able to put guys in position to be very successful uh, that always haven't always taken advantage of it. But like in a game like today, where the Browns are rolling out spare parts, um, they've got a rookie, you know, and he's starting a rookie linebacker and Mac Wilson. They've got a rookie linebacker and Sione Taki. They're playing in some bit roles. They've got you know three defensive linemen out. They've got you know various DBs out. Uh, they had three of the four starters back today. Uh, but able to get the Dolphins to only three points in the first half, and they were in control most of that. Uh, the first couple of drives, they were they didn't get a first down until so their third drive. They were in negative six yards before that. Uh, you know, at some point, it was going to catch up with them, and it did because they just didn't have a pass rush. Um, and the Dolphins were able to sort of do enough to get some points on the board, but the Browns ultimately closed and, and got – you know, the second of two uh, Schobert picks that, you know, a guy in the right place at the right time because he's generally where the ball is that happened to be close by. So when the ball was tipped, it, it worked out for him. Uh, but, you know, he's he's obviously a very, very good player. Um, and, you know, that, that that's part of why the Browns are being more successful, like winning the turnover battle. Uh, two to one in this one, uh, they – the defense just has done far more than they get credit for because like you said, the offense was supposed to be better, you know, and in and, and this one, they, did they give up a little bit? Yeah. I mean, but the Browns offense scored 41 and you were going to be okay with that. But like the Rams are the perfect example, you know, missing all those DBs, you had enough to win that game and the offense couldn't do it. Uh, and there have been other situations like that. So I think, you know, he's done a nice job. Like, if you're looking at this and going, you know, Freddie does enough to keep his job and they're going to keep Wilkes and company, you know, they're going to get better as the team is going to get better. It's still a young team, still a lot of learning to go, and they're going to get more comfortable in this thing, and hopefully it pays off. Third youngest in the league. And just one more with Joe here is, look, you lost your star, your absolute beast Goliath of that defense, and you saw it. Um, You know, Joe got the call went to that huddle and you saw 10 dudes like, all right, you know, and it's weird, you know, you know, Joe, he ain't that old. But these guys like, all right. I mean, all in tune, all together. All right, Joe, what's the call? Let's go. And everybody worked together. Uh, Jake Burns, Stephen Thomas, guys, stop being such nervous ninnies, man. Have a little more confidence. Have a little more faith in the team week in, week they out. Are, you guys they are, uh, Jake they are always like nervous. He saw it not only like he has so little faith in, in, in uh Freddie Kitchens apparently that he's always expecting the Browns to come out and get boat raced. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> they've they've done enough. Part of it is they've done really well uh on the first drive of the game. Their offensive scripts have been very effective, even though some of the this plays today had some maybe unnecessarily complicated or you know Stop going with the Harlem Globetrotter bullshit, yes. <laughs> Um, they had some of those, but nevertheless, they got in the end zone. That's the third game in a row. They've come out and scored on their first drive. Uh, and that's been a big part. I mean, they set the tone against some of these teams very early and it's been helpful. Uh, they, they've been in position to take control of these games. They haven't always done it. They need to do a better job of that. But, you know, when you, when you start out seven, nothing, a lot of the time, um, that is obviously going to mean good things for you uh, it's you know look i mean you know in the first drive of the game each week should i mean come on it's this time of the year i mean you've seen everything you know tendencies uh you know you should be able to put this together um it's and it's nice to see it and it's nice to see it with some regularity at this point pete this game today 
anything we didn't get to, anything P. Smith was? Uh, I don't think so. I think we got everything. I think we hit it all. Um, guys, just you know, this one not gonna run as long. Uh, I'm under the gun here. Got to get this up. Got to get this posted. Uh, as I mentioned on the pregame, uh, my daughter's 13th birthday today. Um, so headed out for a little dinner here. Uh, fun day, great day. Scared as hell that I actually have a teenager in the house now. Um, but could not be more proud of the young lady. She's becoming smart, intelligent. For the most part, nice to me and her mother. Pretty good to her little sister. Um, as far as the smarts and the intelligence, I have no idea where that came from. So thank uh, God for that one. Uh, so we'll do this uh, and obviously go out and celebrate her a little bit with a couple of her friends, have a little bit of dinner here. Um, make sure you're checking out Brain, Browns Maven through SI.com. Pete and his team over there have a ton of content coming here. Obviously, it's more fun and the work comes more naturally when you're talking about wins and now three in a row. So it's nice to put those fingers to the keyboard, so to speak, and pump out when you're talking about something you have some faith in and you're excited about. Uh, make sure you're following the guy at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show itself at Lockdown Browns, all over case, follow back account. As you all know, DMs open over there as well. Uh, me at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, DMs open, hit me up, show wise, questions, stuff you don't want to put on the Twitter timeline, anything you guys know, I try to do my best uh, to give you guys back, you know, if you guys will put with us, put up with us in almost seven days a week, the least I can do is try to get to everything that you guys have. So I appreciate you all from that front. Browns win 41-24. Offense, pretty much everybody got a piece of the pie. Everybody looked good. Defense, Joe kind of led the way. Sheldon Richardson kind of led the way. Got to see some younger guys get some first snaps here, Cleveland Browns-wise, or some guys' first snaps NFL-wise. Uh, it's on to Pittsburgh. Screw the Steelers, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm totally with you. This has been your daily delivery of all things Talk Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.